Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, Philip talks about taking the effortless path. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. Alrighty. Back with another episode. It's Friday, June 4th. Tomorrow is my, my LB's birthday. Shout out to L Bizzle, Jay Glenn. Also, you know, you see I have my Bitcoin shirt on again. I was just talking to, to Steve before about the Bitcoin conference going on in Miami. It's the Bitcoin conference and all the podcasters I listen to, some people that I had on my podcast are hanging out in Miami without me. You know, I think the weather's better than it is in Texas, but it's cool. Next year, next year we'll we'll get out there so we can change the world. But happy to be here. Got a good good night plan with the kids to to do to do s'mores tonight with my nephew. So we'll enjoy it. That'll be fun. But let's let, let's get into the podcast today. Nothing nothing interesting in the financial news happened other than what I've already talked about. So we're gonna get straight into some some new ideas for for planning. And so one of the things, and, and, and specifically like these, these are like evolutions in my thinking, right? So I'm sharing with you, you know, what I've learned and what I've become better at in my planning, like relatively recently. Like these, these are things that didn't come natural to me and that, you know, were difficult, but, you know, I incorporated them into my plan over time and have gotten better and better at, at, at most of them. And, and some of them I'm still struggling to get, to get good at, but but um, these are what I'm actively working on. So the first one is like building a building a buffer in your plan, which is which is really important. A lot of a lot of times, you know, we'll 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 build a plan, and and, and specifically whether it's a you know a plan for your business or a financial plan, you, you won't leave any you know we don't leave any buffer for you know for anything. So so for example, in a budget, a budget we might account for every penny. Right. But but I think it's important when you're building that budget or figuring out what you spend your money on, like just having extra money in there for unaccounted for. You know, like I talk about the 60 percent towards your fixed bills, you know, 20 percent towards discretionary, which is important, 20 percent towards, you know, saving, investing and paying off debt. But I would you know, I would I would encourage you when you're when you're doing that to make sure when you're hitting hitting those numbers that you are. Building that buffer, right? Make, like so, so that so that that twenty percent number uh, is is really important to have. And even in the fixed bills, right? When when you're building your fixed bills, that sixty percent should really have buffer in it. Meaning, if you got if you if you have to cut some unnecessary stuff, so that you can have the 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 you know the extra buffer within the within that sixty percent. Meaning, don't just go through and say, "Hey, I make ten grand a month." And all of my bills over here add up to six grand, and so you know that's sixty percent. So I made it. Well, if all if the, all they add up is six grand, you know, a month, then you don't have any buffer, right? So you may want to figure out what you might want to cut to create the buffer. Same in the twenty percent, right? The tw- and the twenty percent is probably easier because that's discretionary spending that you just don't have or need anyway. But 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 the other part is if if you if if you're going through the process and you're doing it, and 
you know, for whatever reason, there's no way to get any buffer. Then you got to think, okay, maybe I got to go work some more so that I can make some more money to create that buffer in the budget. Or, or maybe, maybe, you know, for now I invest 5% and leave 5% for the buffer. It's, it, you know, you got to know your own plan and your own situation, right? Cause you don't want to get into the habit of consistently breaking rules. But my, but my point is like, leave some buffer in the plan, you know, have some, give yourself some leeway for, for messing up because like we're human, right? We will stray off the plan. And a lot of times we'll, you know, we will, we won't account for, we won't account for the human part and then we beat ourselves up and then we make a bigger mistake and it just compounds, right? So you want to account for being human, like we're not robots, but I think, I think having accountability, whether it be both you know, both in, in in a marriage, both spouses being involved in the planning, or having a wealth manager, or having a group of people that you are accountable to 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 your finances will help you with the accountability part. But but building a buffer in is going to be uh, really really important, right? We have two kidneys; we only need one, but we have two for a reason, right? For 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 redundancy, because just things don't always work out perfectly. And and God, evolution, the universe, whatever you whatever you call it, said, "Hey, yeah, we got to build redundancies." And there's redundancies all throughout nature. So build redundancies into your own plan. And by the way, like for example, if you go through it and and f- f- you don't have buffer in there, and you need to, you know, pay off debt slower or invest a little bit less aggressively to reach your goal. Again, and that, that's that's you know you know your own situation. A lot of times you can fit it in there, but if, but if 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 you're not able to and you got to slow your plan, right, it may feel stressful. It may feel like you don't have to do it, but it's important, right? And it's not natural. It's not natural for high achievers, especially me, to take a step back when you want to do that. But 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 think of it more like, like I use the example whenever I got into, uh, even now, right, I'm uh, when I'm outside of training camp. So I've been in, I, I got in a lot of shape in the last year. Being in training camp has the accountability to help me you know, want to have gotten better. But even now that I'm not in training camp, you know, a lot of times I won't be motivated to continue to work out because life is busy and I'm not in a training camp. But whenever whenever I get to where everything else in life is being hard and then that becomes hard, you know, I'll say, okay, listen, I'm just going to go walk today, you know. But but I, but I, I do something that is less hard to keep the placeholder so I keep going. And then once I walk, <laughs> I almost always start running. And, you know, just because I'm out there. And so account for humanity. And, and when, when, you're, when you're building out your plan, I would even encourage, and this is, this is like a radical point of view, but on the podcast that I said earlier in the week, I wanted to kind of bring folks into how I plan and how I've been thinking about planning, but live, live more in the present versus being so far in the future all the time. I talk about how it's unnatural to love the idea of retirement. And so I think what I see the happiest people do that also have money is they they don't focus on how do I live the life I want to live 20 years from now, 30 years from now. They figure out how do I live the life I want to live right today, right? They optimize life for living comfortably sooner rather than later. It, 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 it'll, and it focuses you on saying, all right, like, like, what's the unnecessary stuff that I don't really care about that I'm spending money on that I don't I don't really care about, right? And 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 you can cut that stuff out and find money, you know, easily and be ruthless on like the stuff you don't really care about, but the stuff that you really enjoy. Like if you if you like staying at the Ritz Carlton, you know, every now and then, 
and and you have it in the budget uh, and you found it in the budget from cutting out unnecessary stuff or or you go you go drive a uber for two or three weekends just to do it you know and then you go do it like it's fine you know f- figure out how to create the life you want sooner rather than later and 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 that that changes a lot because i i, I feel like like here's a couple of examples, right? If instead of focusing on retirement, you focused on getting into a career that you loved where it doesn't feel like work so you can do it as long as you live, that's a game changer. Because then the only thing that can stop you is, you know, death or disability. And you can buy insurance for that. But but if you, if I mean, look at Warren Buffett. He's 90-something years old and still, you know, doing what he's loved. Everybody who I meet who loves what they do and consequently all those people are that have been doing it for a while are financially well off they don't ever plan to stop working so i would say that that becomes the number one goal right the number one goal is not necessarily retirement it's how do i get in a position to to do what i love and i'm not saying don't save for retirement that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is you you reduce the stress from saying, oh, I got to save this amount of money so that I can retire by 60 and then live the life I want. It says, okay, maybe I save a little bit less money in my retirement plan, right? And I and I use my resources to save up enough money to transition a career or I invest that money into into a side hustle, doing what I want, right? I mean, I can, I can, I can kind of, you know, walk out a perfect example, you know, Let's say you're a foodie and you decide, hey, like a perfect job for me would be like just, you know, tasting food, talking about food and talking to other foodies all day long. Right. Like in a perfect world, that would be a perfect job. But then people stop and say, but that's just not reality. That's not a real that's not a real job. Right. I'm like, hey, all the rules in, in life are changing. Like there's there's people who are actually doing that. If if you, if you love doing that, then you can. And, and let's say you're you you're also at this moment, you're an attorney making one hundred and seventy eight thousand dollars a year at a big firm working lots of hours. But this is but this is what you what you want to do, what you love to do. Then you might start saying, all right, I'm going to keep saving, but I'm going to take, you know, a big chunk of my income and I'm going to, you know, start. Going to foodie, going to more foodie events, right? I'm going to figure out how to do a blog, how to do a podcast. I'm going to network, and as you meet, just as and naturally, like living life you want to live, right? You'll meet more foodies. You'll build your community. You'll be passionate, so you'll probably be really good at it. And then, you know, you you would be shocked how in five years, maybe maybe you're not making 178 a year, you know, as an attorney, but you could be making, you know, 89,000 a year. Or one hundred twenty thousand a year as a food blogger, right? Which, 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 by the way, you can do that for the rest of your life. Which means you don't have to save as much money, you know, in retirement. And in, in that five year period of time, if you plan properly, you can decide to, you know, downsize some things. Maybe you don't need to live where you thought you had to live because you because you're no longer a fancy attorney, right? You don't have to drive that, you know, that Range Rover and not rocking a Range Rover. If you want, if you can afford to drive a Range Rover and you like it. Then drive it. But what I'm saying is, you can like just rethink your whole life and focus on what what's more important to you. Make that a priority first. Because here's another thing: like once you once you're in a position where you are doing what you love, like you're gonna make more money. Like I'm I'm low playing it. I really believe if you want to be a foodie and you like being a foodie, and once you get to a foodie, you're not gonna make 120 thousand a year. You're gonna make like 400 thousand a year. 
because you love it, right? I mean, you don't you don't have to work the demanding hours, but you know, working in that role is spending money to go to the food events you want to go to, which is like marketing, because then you're meeting more people, you're building a bigger following, right? You're building bigger relationships, and that ends up turning into more money. And so what actually plays out is you, you actually don't make 120. You actually make 400, right, which gives you more money to invest. And, 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 and when I say more money to invest, since you, can, since you can make 400 a year for the rest of your life, you have money that you can actually invest into home run opportunities. Because a lot of times people only have enough money to invest in like the long-term boring boring stuff and they don't have enough money to invest in things that can be home runs, right? Real estate deals, you know, Stonehill's macro opportunity strategy, you know, venture capital, startups. So getting in that, getting in that sweet zone, you know, I feel like will help everything else. And then with, you know, with more freedom, more time, more money, less expenses, less stress, that, that, that home run opportunity like just it it opens up right now, 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 now when i say home run like you got to remember you know pigs get fed hogs get slaughtered so when i so if a, a lot of a lot of people will take a forced home run opportunity because they are trying to speed up their retirement goal because they hate their life <laughs> you know but if you don't hate your life then you can wait for like what i call the two foot hurdles the easy pitches right the the home run opportunity that just it just makes complete sense because like you're you're in no rush, right? You're you're already you already know, hey, I'm saving ten percent into the boring loans time stuff. So if I'm if I'm eighty years old and I can't work, I got some backup money, but I plan to work, you know, and, and then you but you have a bunch of other money saved up and you're like, Oh, okay, I can, you know, put a chunk in Bitcoin, right? Because I, mean, I have I have the extra and if it goes to zero, it doesn't really impact me, but if it goes to where I think it's gonna go, it can go a lot. Or I can put you know, I can invest in this other bloggers blog site. That's a foodie that I think will really hit it big. And so, I think having that first important goal of getting in the career that you want to get in is is like more important than anything that you can do with your with your financial plan. Here's one question that, and I, and I read a book. I think I referenced it called Effortless. But I I, I got I got a lot of these questions from Tim Ferriss first book for our work week that I asked myself on an ongoing basis to continue, you know, cause I was on the podcast talking to my buddy the other day and I, and, 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 and I feel like I'm repeating this on the podcast before, but I've, I've said it with him. So maybe I haven't said it on this podcast, but I said, Hey, what's become more important to me at this stage of my life is, is not necessarily like having a billion dollars. Right. I mean, I'll, if I get a billion dollars, I'll, I'll be happy with it, you know, but, what's always been important to me and what I've been striving for more and more as I've become consciously aware of it is living life on my own terms. You know, that's, that's what's important. So it's not, it's not the billion dollars. It's, it's okay. And I actually, I actually, it's a, it's a worksheet I did. Like it's a worksheet where you can, you get crazy. So you say, Hey, if, if we were to do everything that we want to do, you know, how much would we need to make, you know, per month? And the caveat is like, if you want to, if you want to, I, I think from, um, I got to go to mine, but my, mine includes craziness, like, like vacationing 200 days a year, <laughs> you know, vacationing 200 days a year and vacationing for me, maybe I work in the morning, but I can like travel wherever I want, you know, a year. But I thought through, well, I, I don't have to own a property in New Orleans. You know, I don't have to, you know, I don't have to own somewhere in 
Africa that we want to stay, like we can rent. So I looked up, you know, okay, if, if I were to rent at the Rich Carlton 200 nights a year, you know, and then my, and then I, I calculated like our per diem, you know, like our daily blow money, which was like crazy. It was a crazy number. And so I said, hey, if we had all our debt paid off and then we lived this life and then we did that, like how much would we need per month? And it was like a small number. For me, it was like, it was like, oh, yeah, we can do that. You know, like that's, that is a, that is a doable goal that we can do, you know, at, at, you know, at 40, you know, instead of, instead of 70, you know? And, and, and so, you know, for, for me, like, that's what I've been driving for and, and, and building towards and what I want, you know, other people to, to like want. Cause it's, cause then it becomes exciting, you know, when you're building something like that. And, and, and so, so I got off, a, I got off on a tangent, but the question I got recently from this other book is, you know, and these are questions I periodically ask myself whenever I feel stuck, whenever I feel like I am accepting what the system tells me are my limits. So this is another question I use. It's called, it's called what if this was easy? So I have a goal this year. You know, my goal is to reach X, you know, X amount of assets, which is about six million of assets from, you know, from my goal, give or take what's happening with the market, you know. And so I was like, man, this, you know, I, f- I found myself wanting to struggle, you know, wanting to to get out of balance and do hard stuff. And I was like, ah, well, what if this was easy? You know, what if it was? And I, and I actually brought my journal for y'all just so you can like see the thought process that I went through. All right, so I said, what would it look like if it were easy to get to to that goal? I would have to have a calendar full of people with a couple hundred grand or more of money to manage. And then I put, all right, what would make it easy to get my calendar filled, you know, like that? Well, I need I need to get lots of press or the right press to people who are looking for uh, a wealth manager like me. So I listed up my attributes. I put, okay, experience, but, you know, very open, learning, still in learning mode, not, you know, not some advisor who knows everything and learned everything and not open. Understand stocks, bitcoins, and bonds. African-American, right? It's important if you want to invest money with me that you actually like African-Americans. Caring, tech savvy, down to earth. And and once, you know, once some money in, in, in long-term portfolios, then I put, all right, what it would it look like to for it to get easy to press coverage? Well, know the right people. And press coverage, all the background, when I say press, I'm not talking about the right people, I'm talking about like podcasters, bloggers, like social media people. Just right, that's press. That's probably the more impactful press. So the next thing was, um, what makes it easy to know the right people? Well, first I got to define who who are the right people, and then I was like, who who are the right people, right? And I'm still on the theme of like making it easy, right? So I was like, well, man, and 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 because I've done these exercises, my mind automatically shortcutted a couple of questions and went straight to, yeah, Philip, like. What do you and Kelly like to do, right? Because if, if it's something that me and Kelly likes to do, like if y'all ever met my wife, she's a way better networker than me, right? She's amazing. Like people just love her. She's a talker. Um, she's the extrovert. She's the, you know, you know, she's just really, really good. And so if, you know, I would drag her to these boring chamber galas and that was just dreadful for her. Uh, and she was relatively good at it, but I was like, at this stage, I want to make it easy, right? So I'm like, hey, we we're foodies. We like the date night. We love music. Like we love art. And I was like, I was like, well, man, what if we like, you know, what if we increased our budget and and spent more date night money on doing more of that stuff, right? And I'm talking like the the ridiculous stuff where you pay, you know, two three hundred bucks for you know for this famous Instagram chef to to cook for you 
right? And normally you might be like, oh, that's kind of crazy. But you got to think, okay, who are people who are paying three, four hundred bucks for a dinner that we'll be having dinner with, right? That obviously are just as passionate about us about this kind of thing. And then you think, oh, okay, yeah. And then naturally, like, because my attributes, right, of, of who I am, like, I, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to attract those people and they'll, you know, they'll bring the money, right? Same with, you know, music, same with, you know, working out. I, I put athletes, but athletes are like, not famous, so I'm talking about people like me who like to work out, like we both like to work out and all that kind of stuff. So the easy part was, hey, like just have more fun, you know, spend more money on having more fun. And that alone will help me reach most of my goals. Because when I think about who the clients are that bring me the most money, that love me the most, and that I enjoy working with the most, which are, which are I mean, the majority of my clients, right, they've all come from like just we all have some sort of thing that we love like and have an affinity for in common and so that the answer was like do more of that and i was like that's easy i can definitely do do more than that but those are like small little tweaks where i'm always looking for like that edge where it's like hey this is building it on my on my terms but also like having the aggressive goals and 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 striving towards those goals so that actually went a lot longer than what I thought. I wanted to get in position sizing. I'll cover it more in the next one, but just know that position sizing is an art and a science, and it's the unspoken most important skill you can have in investing. Y'all enjoy your weekend. Talk soon. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.